Welcome to the official podcast of the British Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. Whether you're a seasoned dental professional, an eager student, or simply someone curious about the intricacies of cosmetic dentistry, you're in the right place. Here at the BACD, we bring together the brightest minds, groundbreaking research, and innovative practices from across the UK and beyond. In each episode, we aim to delve deep offering insights, sharing stories, and demystifying the beautiful world of cosmetic dentistry. I'm Simon Chard, president of the BACD, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this enlightening journey. Let's dive right in. Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Carol Somerville-Roberts. I'm one of the board of the BACD, and it is my absolute pleasure today to be talking to Dr. Anthony Mack, who is going to be one of our hands-on speakers at our conference this year in November in London between the 9th and the 11th of November. Um, And we are really excited to be welcoming Dr. Mack to London. He will be doing a hands-on session, um, which is titled Aesthetics with Direct Resonance Using Injection Technique. And then he'll also be lecturing on aesthetic adhesive restorations in the anterior dentition. Dr. Mack um, is a dental surgeon in Sydney, Australia. He has two absolutely beautiful practices. They are so wonderful, very contemporary. They're set up on a philosophy and ethos of modern comprehensive dentistry that strive for perfection. Dr. Mack is a huge advocate of digital dentistry and also minimally invasive restorative dentistry. Um, He lectures all over the world. He is a KOL for many, many things, and um, we're delighted today to be talking to him. So welcome, Dr. Mack. Um, Please, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into dentistry? Hi, Carol. How are you? Um, Thank you for inviting me uh, to this little podcast, and it's uh, great to um, have people listening and, and, and I guess, sharing my little story. Um, Yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm based in Sydney. Um, in the heart of, of Australia. Like I said before, um, my practice is one of my practice. My main practice is uh, very close to Bondi Beach. Um, I'm sure a lot of people in the UK uh, have, have sort of maybe visited there or heard about it or may have watched a show called Bondi Rescue. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful little practice where we try to practice a comprehensive uh, restorative dentistry. Um, you know, my I've I basically did all my schooling in Sydney, and and I've always the, uh, considered Sydney our my home. So, no, it's a it's a wonderful wonderful place to be in. Um, our practices we've got you know it's a multidisciplinary practice. Um, you know, we're fully digital. We have our um, own in house laboratory, um, and it's a fully digital laboratory um, where everything where all the in all the jobs are all through uh, digital scans, STL files. Um, we have our own sort of uh, master Japanese ceramist and a team of, of CAD designers. And, you know, I'm very lucky to have all the toys, printers, milling units, um, scanners. Um, we have specialists visiting. We have oral surgeons. Uh, we have pediatric specialists. Um, and we work with some of the other uh, sort of local specialties that, that don't come and visit us in our practice. So, I mean, all, all that is just to create a, hopefully create a really lovely environment for our patients to be looked after so they can get really nice care. Fantastic. And 
what was it that made you decide you wanted to become a dentist? Is this something that's been in your family or you just like the maverick and started new thing? Uh, I probably if I told you, you probably wouldn't believe me, but I actually stumbled into dentistry. Um, you know, back, I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with, um, with any schooling in, in, in high school in, in Australia, but I was, um, I was in one of those public academic schools. Um, and to get into dentistry in our final year, we sort of had to get off school and actually spend half a day where we had to set it, uh, sit for a separate exam, like a GAMSTAT or like a general knowledge exam to make sure that, you know, you can read, you can write. Your, you, you know, your math, your maths are good, and um, you know, I, I just, this, my, all my friends just decided that they wanted to do dentistry, and so all, they were all going off school for a day, and I said, well, I didn't know anything about it, but because everyone was going to go leave school for a day, I said, I'll just join you just for the fact that I can hang out. So I did the test, and and luckily enough, there was only. Um, two people that passed that test that got passed into the interview stage for dentistry. And the other person now is a, a well-known neurosurgeon. He came top in, in our state uh, in, in, uh, in New South Wales in Australia. And the other guy was me. So who uh, was at the bottom of the other spectrum. So, and so I just fell into it. I, I managed to get in and people were saying, you know, you're silly not to try it. And so I tried it and I loved it. And, you know, I've always had, uh, very good sort of hand skills in the sense that I love, you know, models. I was always good at racket sports. And so I sort of um, really thrive in that environment where when we started sort of seeing patients and, and, and did that clinical work. Wow. So so obviously very lucky break there. Yeah. And so what if you kind of were talking a bit about your practice and how that's set up, what do you think your real passion is within dentistry? Uh, I have to say that, that like, you know, technologies and digital dentistry i mean that's something that you know we've spent the last probably more than a decade you know focusing on and improving and pushing boundaries and and in terms of that field is more restorative dentistry most of my work is implants and and restorative work um and that's really been you know the the my passion in in, in the last decade in, in what we've done so um where we feel we're not as strong yet we've got you know, like I said, we've got some really good colleagues and mentors who either visit us or we work very closely with, and um, and and so those are those are the we feel are the strengths in our practice that the practice is set up for really, yeah. Fantastic. And how long have you had your practices for? Uh, I started my practice in two thousand and eight. You know, um, I've been practicing for about twenty one years. Um, I had some really good mentors, some really well known people um, from Australia who are also sort of well known and speakers around the world. And so I was really lucky to to learn off them. And and you know, one of my goals when I started my practice was was if I could ever be as half as successful as what they'll be, I'll be happy. You know, and and that was something that you know I kept you know true to myself and just kept trying and trying and. And just delivering, you know, quality work, and that's one of the ethos. Is you know, if it's good, it's not good enough if we wouldn't have it in our mouths. And I think that's something that that we're we're very passionate about, and that we 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 keep to true to in our everyday practice. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. So, uh, where do you see the future of dentistry going? 
Ah, oh, I mean, look, there's so many fields of dentistry, but you know, I I, I don't know where it's going because it's it's changing so fast. It, it, like literally with the with AI and with all the technologies and and all the modern stuff, that there is a definitely drive to a new way of practicing dentistry, and and that is not just learning how to use a tool. It's a real change in mindset in how we apply these technologies for it. You know, for for example, the traditional articulator is gonna, I feel is going to be no more in the future because we're going to be looking at you know 4D you know you know virtual live live jaw movements, not just from a scan but from 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 a, a radiographic point of view. We're gonna we're gonna see so many things. And you know, just yesterday I was speaking to to a company, um, the owner of one of the uh, a well known 3D printing companies, and he, they're talking about scanners who light scanners which can penetrate through teeth, so you can see all the in internal parts of teeth just from a from a camera no longer you need to take x-rays you know it's it and it's it's already out there and it's it's on the market so there things are evolving so much and and i think that's where um that's where it's exciting but also scary and i feel that you know we really need to embrace it and and be open-minded i think that's one thing that i share with a lot of people be open-minded with 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 these and i think um there's always in technology is always a a pushback or it's not as accurate or it's not as good and, and things like that. And I, I always say to them, well, let's see, let's always focus on the 80, 20 rule. You know, we, we want something that can do really good quality stuff. 80% of the times so we don't need it to, to, we don't need to invest in technology and only invest in it. If it can to, to do the, the 10 or 20% of things that we, we very rarely see. Um, mm. And I think it's just a progress in in how things are. So that's where I see um, dentistry moving. It's 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 that we're we're going to use the technology is going to be so it's going to make our life so much more simpler. Um, where would I like dentistry to go? Well, I would like to someone to to be able to build a robotic nurse because you know finding finding staff and finding auxiliaries is so hard in that in our in our country at the moment. So. You know, if someone, oh, yeah, if someone <laughs> can build a, 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 you know, they're building humanoids. If they can do, build a humanoid that can assist and think and know what you're going to be doing next, I think that's going to be the breakthrough in dentistry. Wow. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. So obviously you're doing a hands-on session for us um, on the 9th of November. Um, just talk through a bit about what the delegates can expect to kind of learn and, and take away from that session, you know, some stuff that would make them excited. Because obviously, you know, in terms of anterior um, resins, um, there are different approaches and you're going to be talking about the injection technique. Is this a technique that you use all the time? Uh, yeah, I use this very commonly, and I think a little bit about the history of 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 I guess this technique and how we sort of sort of embraced it was really two things. I mean, back you know around two thousand and I think it was about two thousand and thirteen. Um, you know, the the newer sort of paradigm shift in sort of flowable composites. You know, with especially with the company company that's supporting me with this is from from GC. You know, they started developing this this material called injectable composite. So it's more it was more like a a flowable composite, but with uh, with the physical properties of a traditional paste composite, and it basically gave us a, a new type of of uh, class of materials because now you you have these materials which work very very strong 
and able to extend load much better than conventional, traditional flowable composites and without the shrinkage stresses, without all the problems of traditional flowables. And we've got this material that you can actually use it as a as on the top layer as a restorative material. And then you add to that was that then came the sort of the influx of digital dentistry. So where we're able to mock up teeth really easily rather than using wax, we're able to mock up teeth on our digital softwares and we're able to manipulate them where we don't have to wax up the whole mouth. We can wax up every second teeth. And, and, and then if you combine that with some 3D printing where we can print these models and then with some new generation of sort of clear silicons where it's super clear, we're able to, so then it's sort of everything sort of clicked and married together and formed this new technique, which has been around and which was uh, one of the founders like Terry, you know, uh, Douglas Terry sort of developed this many years ago. But all the things that we, we, all the challenges we face with that technique all of a sudden sort of become more simple and be, and was solved because of these types of technologies that, that came through. And so that's when I sort of embraced that and, and started using this technique more, using it in a digital workflow, using it as a, a vertical dimension increase, so using it in the case where we can give people either permanent restorations or, or intermediate restoration. We call it transitional restorations um, before uh, uh, maybe an indirect sort of rehab and be able to copy and create lifelike restorations um, from a digital mock-up and transferring that accurately, it sort of all fell, fell into pieces. And this was all sort of fell together, sorry. And this sort of, you know, came about, you know, many, several years ago and when all these materials came out and I sort of embraced that because um, I was at that time, you know, uh, working very closely with, with, with the dental company GC who, who were developing these, these materials. So I was very lucky enough to trial and actually participate in a lot of the developments in how the handling and the colors and the characteristics of how they should be performed. And we had a little input. Um, and so, so it was, it was, it just formed sort of nicely. Um, I mean, in my session, we're going to teach two different techniques. There's a common one where people use a lot of Teflon to separate the teeth. Um, we've sort of over the years sort of found a way that we don't need to use Teflon because we find that if you have Teflon tape separating teeth, you're going to increase the level of tolerance in your stents where they're not going to sit properly. And because it's okay if you have one piece of Teflon, but if you have four or five pieces of Teflon, how can we expect to be able to sit that silicon gut exactly where it was taken? And so that how can we sort of say, well, did we transfer that restoration or that injected restoration precisely? But if we didn't have to use the Teflon and we can able to do this, um, we find that we get a much accurate and much sort of uh, refined restoration, I guess. And, and that's sort of um, what we'll be sharing with everyone in our, in our hands-on workshop, how to do sort of wear cases um, using this injectable technique, but in a, a special way where we can avoid using or having to use uh, the Teflon tape as the separator. Wow. Sounds very exciting because I've always thought, yeah, that, you know, when doing that um, technique that, as you say, how do you get an accurate fit when you have to put Teflon in? So um, definitely one I'd be interested in in, in learning. And um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what you're going to be doing on your Saturday morning session, because that's always, you know, the one after the gala dinner on the Friday night. We want it to be a really exciting session. 
Um, so people are there and, and really excited to hear what you've got to say. So what do you think you're going to be talking about? Carol, you're giving me a warning there that, you know, that uh, the first session after the gala dinner, yeah. I better come up with something, you know, quite poppy and and uh, to get people interested in coming, hey, because it'll be quite a big night. Uh, it's a big night. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun okay. one. So hopefully you'll be there. Um, but yeah, you know, so what do you say? How, how, what, are, what, are, what can our delegates look forward to uh, on Saturday morning? I mean, look, that lecture is a lot of it's everything about what we've we've done in 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 form of digital and restorative dentistry over the last fifteen years. You know, it's it's showing long term cases. It's talking about how you know the predictable workflow. A lot of there's a lot of um, how I said there's a lot of different pieces to the puzzle in what we call a digital workflow. It's not like the traditional work the workflow where we know it works. You know, you take a good PVS impression, the lab pours up in a stone model and then and then waxes up the dye and then creates a restoration. All this is very stock standard, well proven and tested. Whereas to do the same thing using modern restorative techniques, trying to be minimally invasive, but also doing it in a completely digital workflow where everything is simplified and streamlined, where the patient gets the benefits. That has been the challenge for us because there's so many different softwares out there. There's so many different types of materials or milling units. There's so many different types of 3D printers. Which one do you use? Which one is the one that's going to give me a good result? And over the 15 years, we sort of tried and tested and failed in lots of different ways and we sort of streamlined it to a sort of a, a nice workflow where we know what works and we're going to share with you how we manage these aesthetic cases uh, using direct restorations but also cases where you use indirect restorations um, in the form of all ceramic uh, veneers and we're going to show cases where we do a combination of them and and uh, we have lots of videos to show um, and how we do these cases and one of the things I've been well known for is 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 creating these nice sort of um, stories for these cases and how how they're how they're presented. So hopefully everyone will be um, just come, just come and, and just listen. I don't mind even if people are sort of half dozy. It's okay. I think it'll be good to to um, to share what I have with everyone. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. So you touched a little bit about the fact that you've been involved with GC for a while. What is it about GC products that you particularly like or them as a company? Oh, I think they're a company. I mean, look, we've worked with many different dental companies over the years and I've really been very appreciative of all of them and, and I've been very appreciative of, of GC because I think it's just the, the ethos um, and, and the leadership behind the company itself and the philosophy that they impart in, in working together with the dentists and the community and, and developing products. And I think just having their, uh, they've got a really large research team based in Europe. They've got research teams based in Japan. Um, and they're really big in focus in, in R and D. And, and you can show it, it, that the products are, are, are designed and uh, well designed and always seem to work very, very well. And one of the things I really enjoy about their products is that, you know, the QC of them is, is always good. Like very rarely would you have a, a bad batch of, of composite or resin cement from, from GC. And so, but I mean, look, there are obviously lots of products out there which are, are very good from different companies, but I just, GC has just been very, uh, um, I think, the ethos behind their research and 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 the development of their materials and the quality of their QC. Everything has that, you know, Japanese attention to detail to it. And I think that's something that um, you can see when we use them, I guess. 
Yeah, they're lovely products. And so if you said you fell into dentistry by accident. Now, if you hadn't been a dentist, what do you think you would have done? What would be the dream? Or are you living the dream? Uh, I, I think I'm living the dream. Like, I, I, I honestly, I'm very lucky that I have I have everything in my practice that that we would love. You know, what I mean, who wouldn't want a, a master ceramist just upstairs from your surgery that you can call upon? I mean, you know, we're very lucky to to have all the gadgets and toys, and most importantly, I'm very lucky is in the sense that we have a beautiful patient base, uh, patients who actually appreciate what we do. Um, who they're part of our family. So, you know, I think that's something that, that's really important, that, that, that connection with our community, our local community. And, um, you know, we're able to, the patients allow us to, to, to create beautiful restorations for them. So if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to do what I love. So, so I think that's sort of the main thing that I, I feel uh, I wouldn't do it any other way. I think I, I am living a dream at the moment. You know, we have a really good quality of life and, and dentistry has allowed me to travel the world. For example, I'm coming to London in November. You know, I go to Belgium. I've been to Asia. I've, you know, I've been to many places through dentistry. So, um, and it's always good to meet friends right across the world. So I think I am definitely living the dream. Yeah, it's a very, very rewarding career. As you say, patients are the ones that can make it um, something really special. Um, so, is there something, is there anything that you'd like to share with us that I haven't asked you about yet? Um, no, look, outside of dentistry, I'm a big tennis fan. I just I just came back from London, actually. I was very lucky to get uh, some Wimbledon tickets. So, I, I, actually came, I actually visited London for a few days just last month, and I actually had managed to get two tickets for my son and I, who were big tennis fans, and and uh, we were able to visit. And it was the first time I've been to Wimbledon, and I was actually absolutely blown away. It's such, it's probably the best Grand Slam event out of every every other places. Um, and so, you know, it's it's so it was so special. I had such a special day. Oh, fantastic! And so, have you been to other sort of tennis, huge big tennis tournaments? Do you go to the Australian Open? Yeah, we go to that regularly and things like that. And you know, we visit the French Open. I'm yet to do the U.S. Open yet, so um, it's one of those things. But yeah, no, um, my son plays a lot of tennis, and it's part of our family, and and so we really enjoy it. So you know, one day if I can get if I can manage to get a debenture at Wimbledon, that's something that's that's a that's a <laughs> life goal. I think that's on the bucket list. Okay. And so do you think that, do you obviously mentioned, have you, um, you've got children? How many children have you got? Oh, I've got two, li I've got two little ones. I've got one that's turning 13 this weekend. That's my daughter. Oh. And my son is uh, 10 at the moment. So I'm right in the thick of it, actually, um, between work and, you know, family. I mean, they're, they're not, they're, they're, how do, what I say? They are at an age where they've got so much on but they're not able to get there themselves. So <laughs> there's a lot of Ubering around outside of work. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. so that's what we've been doing a lot of times between Ubering them around and dentistry and work. It keeps me very busy. I'm sure it does. And, and would you be happy if they followed you into dentistry? Um, look, I'm, I'm not sure, actually. I feel for – I mean, look, I think anything they do, I mean, involves a lot of hard work, isn't it? And I think – our philosophy is that if they can be, if they enjoy what they're doing, and they can be, and they can do it every day, we feel that they will be successful at it. And I think that's that's something as a family that we 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 sort of believe in. So, 
I mean, whatever they want to do. My son wants to be a professional tennis player. My my daughter at the moment wants to be a fashion designer. So who knows? You know, yeah. it doesn't look like they've got the genes. And I have to say, look, I, I, I was not your typical dental student either. I mean, that's one thing that people don't know about or uh, people ex- in my dental school would know, but they would not have seen ever that, that I would be doing what I'm doing now. Like I was probably in my first couple of years, I think I was, I think they thought that I wasn't going to make it to my final year. That's how, that's how much I struggled. I think if they had to pick who was going to fail dentistry after the first two years and be one of those ones that failed and get kicked out and, and be, uh, you know, work at, at a, at a, I don't know, at a supermarket or, or as a waiter or something else, you know, um, that would I would have been that person. So I don't know. Something sort of clicked in in the, in the, I think my third year of dental school, and and I managed to end up coming doing really well at the end of it. So um, you know, life changes, I guess. Yeah, fantastic. And and see, look at you now. It's done. You've travelled the world. You've got living the dream. So you know that's fantastic. I think that's a great uh, note to end on. So thank you so much for your time. Really, really excited to meet you in person in November. Um, it'll be really I'm really looking forward to your sessions and so thank you so much thank you so much for that and hopefully everyone will come on the Saturday for my lecture and look if you can't make it I I understand I know there's a reason for it you don't hate me personally it's more you know we had a big night out the night before (laughs) thank you so much have a great evening you too cheers thank you